Hi, so welcome to episode two of the Swim with Annie podcast. Uh, today's guest is uh, a, a very great friend and passionate advocate for aquatics overall and in general. And this is Eileen Hall, the head coach of both the men's and women's um, swimming and diving teams at St. Michael's College, uh, also called the Purple Knights athletically. And Eileen, I'm so excited that you're here and I'm so excited about who you are and what you bring to aquatics in Vermont. Thanks for inviting me on. Uh-huh. Thanks for taking this chance on this little adventure. <laughs> uh, my first question is, Eileen, where and how did you learn to swim? Um, so my dad was the uh, manager of a tennis and swim club in the town where I grew up. And so he was in charge of uh, teaching all the swim lessons. And it's just to me, it always is a funny story because I've seen a lot of swim lessons and I've seen a lot of kids who don't like getting in for swim lessons. As I'm sure you know, sometimes there's a lot of crying and I couldn't understand that as a kid. So I would take my lesson and then I would get in with every other lesson. So I would do mine and then I would just stay in all morning taking all of the swim lessons and could not understand why all the kids were crying. And so very early on, I, I learned I, I loved the water. I loved the sport. And I think it had a lot to do with being there with my dad, but I just couldn't get enough of being in the water. You know, a little bit, I knew a little bit. I knew like I, I knew some version of your, of what your dad did, but I didn't know this, that you stayed in lesson after lesson. What a pleasure to hear that. And also it must've been, I bet you probably changed the emotional journey of the class much sooner than if you had not been enjoyably in there while it was happening. So that's great. I love that. And then from lessons, um, what, where did your aquatics take you next? Uh, summer swimming. And from there, I joined um, a YMCA program that I competed there and high school swimming and a brief stint in college swimming. So I kind of, I, I enjoyed all of the versions of swimming. You know, that's the, um, I don't know how to turn my sounds up on my on my computer that just came in. Sorry about that. That's a similar version that I took that I um, did high school swimming and I did uh, like a team competitive swimming with a Y and then also some college swimming. And I, one of the funniest things that I ever experienced with you um, was you called me one day, it was like 2009 and you called me. I think you phoned me. I don't think texting was even a thing yet. And I think you called me and you said, hello, I would like to swim with Annie. Like you said the name of the thing. And you invited me to come swim with you at St. Michael's. And extra guess, what's your cat's name? Uh, that is Shelly. That's great. Uh, and you invited me. And that's when I learned how fast you are. Not only fast, but you have a an outrageous work ethic. And it was really fun to get to know that part of you. And I really enjoyed being invited into that space. So thank you. Sure, I remember. And then, and then what is it that brought you to coaching? Well, um, it started um, as something that I could do with uh, when my son was little, um, uh -huh. it was summer swimming. It was a need that was, I was living in Tennessee at the time. There was a need and it was something that I was good at. I, I believed that I was good at. And so I could bring my two-year-old with me and the parents would watch him toddle around and I, I could get started coaching. And 
I just, um, I moved around a lot. Um, and so each town we went into, I sought out those opportunities for coaching because again, it was something that never felt like work to me. Mm -hmm. And I always felt like doing something that I just really loved. So I moved on from summer rec coaching to high school coaching to club coaching, and then ultimately um, was fortunate enough to be a college coach. Um, about 15 years ago, I got the college coaching job. So you've been coaching, you've been the head coach at St. Michael's College for 15 years? Yes. Amazing. It amazing. is amazing. Uh-huh. And what would you say is your, the part where you just said it didn't feel like working, because that's how it feels to me too. Like time goes by when I'm teaching and I, like unless the next group of lessons starts to like hedge at the door, I don't even recognize time has passed because I'm just so absorbed. And what do you think about your feeling about coaching, how you didn't even feel like it was work? What what pieces of that still exist for you? And what pieces of your own passion do you bring to the work that you do now? So coaching... <clears throat> to me is, I, I, I always laugh because my husband will be like, well, I've got to go to work. And I always say, I have to go to practice. Or I have to go to the pool. It, I just don't ever, it doesn't ever feel like work. I think a big part of it is the student athletes that I get to work with. These um, are college kids who are incredibly smart and incredibly committed. And I have all the respect in the world for the fact that they are choosing to be there. It is hundred percent a choice. Um, and not that when you are in high school or a club swimmer, it isn't a choice, but I think your motivation, um, at least your continued motivation comes a lot from your parents. But when you get to college, it is 100% your choice. You you are an adult in many ways. And so these kids continue to add on that extra complication, that extra time commitment to um, their already busy and very important academic lives. And so for me, that that is a really rewarding experience to be among people who are choosing to be there and who surprise me and amaze me every day with what they're willing to sacrifice. And so it energizes and motivates me to do the same kind of thing. And so in that regard, when we talk about work, I think there's this implication that there's some drudgery or there's some, some parts of it that are not... Uh, desirable for me it's I walk in the door and I just kind of wait for that next surprise for that next moment where I get these kids who do things where I just sometimes to the point of making me tear up now I'm not going to say it's all sunshine and rainbows because sometimes they drive me absolutely crazy <laughs> but for the most part uh, these kids are talented in um, compassion they're talented in swimming they're talented in empathy they're talented in commitment and um prioritization and i just am awed by them so it never feels like work it feels like um taking a new step every day it what you're describing sounds to me like the way i describe um flotation um when you give yourself over to the water and you lean in it yes. leans back and you have a a, a, a sense of harmony with yes. the water. And it feels to me like what you're describing about the way you coach is this, this harmonious interaction that creates collaboration and community. And it sounds like you're offering not just here's what you do. I'm your coach. It doesn't sound like that's happening at all for you at St. Michael's College or for your swimmers, um, not just from what you're saying now, but from what I know of you. To me, it is literally a collaboration that you do of work and ethic and morality and and invitation 
to grow as people. It is very true. The, um, I have, you know, learned a lot coaching for as many years as I have. And I will say that the very easiest, most basic, simple part of what I do is writing a workout, right? Those are, that's not the hard part about coaching, nor is it the most important part. I think anybody with a little bit of research and um, a little bit of uh, scrolling around on social media can figure out a way to write a workout that is going to get somebody out of breath or even to create a season plan, which will produce some results. But there's another component of that, that without it, there is not going to be that success. So these kids need to be ready to buy in. They need to be ready to um, define success in a way that's appropriate based on what it is they are able and willing to put into the process. And it is learning about their value. And for me, and I tell my kids this all the time, value is less about how many points you score, how fast you swim. It is much more about what you can contribute to the team, to our mission to our ultimate goals, but also um, what you take away from it when you walk out the door after four years. Are you strong and confident? And I, I work and talk a lot with my women because the world, as you know, is not always super forgiving and, and um, tolerant of women who are confident and who are strong and who fail. And so we we that is one of the things you learn is your value. You learn that failure does not decrease your value. You learn that um, doubt does not decrease your value, but, um, and all of those things, you learn that you solidify that. And next thing you know, you're swimming, you're just ripping best times. You know, that's a beautiful sentiment. And I really love, um, the takeaway that you described because for me, yeah, yeah. Same. There's a, a, a value of self and a value and a confidence that I have in that realm. If I walk into a pool deck, I, I feel great. If I walk up into the stands, if I walk, I, I feel welcome and 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 confident in in water myself around swimming around swimmers and around like I think I I agree and not I think I agree I, I'm confident that I agree that there's this space for what swimming gives you which Laura and I have talked about women just and I've talked about before too that solace that confidence that collaboration and what you walk away from with and it's you know a trophy or those are great. I don't mean to discredit yeah. them. Get yeah. Those are wonderful accolades, but like anything that doesn't have the same value, unless it's backed by, and unless you can have separately from that, these things that you've just described, like an integrity of self yeah. and, and, and a moral certitude. I feel like living in moral certitude and finding your way to what your own moral value is, is through life. Um, it really is helpful to learn those through workouts. So I have to disagree with you. Writing a workout, it's not as simple as you just, but I appreciate <laughs> that you find it that way. I, I can write workouts too, but I, I find it, um, it, 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 I appreciate that you speak about it like that. It made me, it made me view it from a different angle, but it is, it is hard for me to, like you said, a season full of workouts. And my first thought was, oh, that's a smarter way to do that. Like if I was going to coach a team again, you know, if I was going to coach a team again, that version of setting up the, you know, docking out the whole season of workouts first and then tweaking them as you go is the right way to go front loading. That is very intelligent. Um, but I, but also this version of adding to that, I really appreciate. Um, if you could 
in the interest of me staying in where I said we would stay, which is small, because now I want to go off in 10 different directions. If you could say what for you is an upheld value that you find still exists for you from a learn to swim, from, from all your interactions with swimming, be it a learner, a teacher, a coach, uh, an observer, uh, a coworker, uh, all the things. What do you think is a thread that holds true for you that you also see, I'm taking this really far, in your young adults, in your adult swimmers that swim at St. Michael's? Well, I, my answer, I, I wish it could be um, something super um, uh, like thoughtful and, uh, and, and complex, but really, and I know you're going to relate to this. <clears throat> I think that all of that stems from water, right? So <laughs> I think that as, um, as you see the difference in swimmers and in people who are learning, there are those who for whom the water changes them and calms them and um, energizes them and gives them peace and solace. And I think that anybody who loves the water or who wants to learn to love the water is going to find their path to any place they want to be in the swimming realm, whether it is a recreational swimmer to all the way up to an elite competitive swimmer. And it is something, you know, I, I write workouts. That's what I do. I condition athletes to swim fast. So and the majority of my job is saying, get in right now and, you know, and seeing exhausted faces. But one of my favorite things to do is to, at the end of a practice one day, we'll just stop and I'll just say, all right, five minutes, just goof around. And then to see them look at me like, really, really? But then turn into otters or seals and they play and they float and they spit water and they go upside down and they just, they um, just love the water. The water loves them and they love the water. And so as a child, that was me. And as an adult, it's me. My husband laughs all the time because I am, I'm so happy when I'm in the water and I don't have to do anything except go under and listen to bubbles. And when I see my kids and any swimmer who plays in the water, um, to me, that is that is what I strive for. That is what I want to have happen. And that is what I think brings out any of those, um, you know, any of those um, traits that that will add to competitive success. And so I was actually just fortunate enough this past weekend to be on deck and be part of the uh, Special Olympics Vermont's state swim meet. And if there was ever a place where you could see that it was there. So these athletes that are in the water swimming and smiling at the same time. Right. And so to me, that is, that is what, um, what you can look for in a person when you're, when you're um, considering how you're going to train them or motivate them. And that's what you also need to encourage. So even the happiest of swimmers, I coached um, at a swim camp at the university of Georgia two summers ago and happened to be on deck while Caleb Dressel was, um, not Caleb Dressel, I'm sorry, the 4 am -er, Um, it'll come to me in a second, but world-class 400 am is getting ready. And here he is playing in the water as he is warming up, trying to get ready to head off to the world champ trials. And it's, it is one of those things that you, you see it and that's what you want to cultivate. That's what you want to work with. That's what you want to have happen. You know, water. 
that 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 I oh I was gonna say I'm not gonna say anything because that was so perfect, except that concept of this of this world ranked competitor playing uh yeah before racing is right that's from from and while while safety is the utmost importance that's the you know full end game is that someone knows how to put that love and that passion to instill that inside for life whatever you're going to do i can walk into a building now and if i smell a pool i could it could be an apartment building and you know right where it is yeah, I just yeah. follow my nose till I get there. And I'm so, I get so excited, even if I'm not going to get in it. I'm just excited to go look at it or see it or know about it. Yep. And did you, I thought you were looking up the. I'm trying to look up the same. That's yeah. Okay. It's I, so, I'm so annoyed that I'm, I'm missing it. Right. It, Cause I said Caleb Dressel out loud. And so that's all I can think of. And it's not Caleb Dressel. <laughs> Caleb Dressel is also an extraordinary athlete. So we're happy. Yes. I've never play. seen him play in the water though. Uh-huh. But what I think we can do is if you find it before I finish talking, great. And if you don't, I'll throw it up in a. Uh, you can put it up in a graphic. Comment. It'll feed it in. How's that? That sounds great. This went way better than I even anticipated, and I love it that your reaction when I asked you to join me. Chase Callish. Who Chase is it? Callish. Chase Callish. Callish, and he was swam the four a.m. He was a four a.m. or he swam for the University of Georgia and uh, was um, at one point one of the highest ranked in world ranked and world record holders. So Chase Callish is his name. Yes. Woo, sorry. I had to spit that one out, but I yes. love, I love a four I am. And I'm sure I, was I, not, yeah. I, I did have the record at Fordham university in the 400 I am. Wow. But then somebody, they, I think the next year or two years later got it down, but the fact that he was playing before a four I am that's love because yeah. That, yeah. that's really fun and exciting. I'm sorry to I brag. I got excited that I could because. <laughs> hey, I never even swam a 400 IM. I never competed. I was a 50 freestyler. So anybody who does a 4 AM, you guys should definitely brag. <laughs> I, lo- I love that stuff that like the distance and the stuff that like pushes you into this place. Also, what I like about distance is it gives you space to adjust. So like if, if you, you have space to catch someone somewhere on a breast or pull out or, you know what I mean? Right. Right. A lot can happen. Probably kind of like. I'm just not as, you know, the sprinters have to throw down, you know. It's one of my favorite oh, events Chase as a coach. Chase. Yeah, what's that? It's one of my favorite events as a coach to, to watch. Really? That 400 I am. Oh, yeah, I love it. Why is that? Well, because of all the reasons you said. There's so many opportunities to, there's so much strategy there. It, it's such a tactical race. There's so, you know, the strengths and weaknesses are really highlighted. And if you do it right, you know, yes. it, it is, it's great. And plus, you know, demonstrating all four of those strokes, plus all four of those transition turns, it's pretty amazing what, you know, what the human brain and body can do. You know, I'm not a breaststroker by any, I, my knee still kind of bothers me sometimes and I have, I don't swim anymore, but I, I learned a good breaststroke pullout because I could gain some there was something to be gained in IMs by it. So, yeah. and then, but it was then in a sad state of affairs watching all the breaststrokers come get me. I know. Yeah. You got, yeah. You so got I, love that, I love that your admiration for the, for the nuance of where I am. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Note to self, stop bringing it back to me, but I'll get better at it. I did a good job this time, but I, I ended us with that. Can you, can you take us out on a good note? Can you take us out on, we're, we're, we'll end it up here. 
what would be your, I'm throwing, this is too vague, but what is a good parting statement do you think about, um, I don't even know, about maybe where you see um, swimming. Yeah, you got something, go ahead. No. Oh, like, what do you think is the healthiest thing about where we're all going with swimming now? I think uh, the healthiest thing is that we are still experiencing, at least at the collegiate level, quite a bit of support and innovation. I'm on the NCAA rules committee um, for swimming and diving. And so I know that there still are a lot of people vested in making the sport better. Um, and I and I think that's a good thing. I think, the, I think that we are starting to um, even more so appreciate those Olympic sports and then those life sports as well. Um, I know that there's transition all the time in uh, club and college swimming teams come and teams go. Um, I think that what it does show us is that there is a lot of commitment and dedication among athletes and their families to help the sport prevail. And the resilience is really great to see. And the, um, also, I got to say, one of the things that is all so encouraging to me is the commitment of the club coaches and assistant coaches who really do it for the love of the sport. So it's my full-time job, but I have incredible um, assistant coaches who work for very little money and who do it because they love it. And I know a lot of coaches like that. So we've got adults committed to loving the sports. We have families committed to getting their kids to swim practice. We have kids committed to um, racing and swimming fast and in our state and around our country. And I think that the more we um, celebrate that, the better. That was amazing. <laughs> we were going to stop on that note. Eileen Hall, head coach of men's and women's swimming and diving team at St. Michael's College. We are so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for you. And thank you for joining episode two of the Swim with Annie podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh-huh.